So how do we overcome these expectations? We covered in the previous video that we developed these poisonous expectations completely by accident. It is a casualty. It is just something that happens as a mere side effect of fervently wishing for something. When you desire something arduously with a burning passion, when you desire something enough, there's a part of you that forms this unrealistic expectation that that wish is going to come true. That is why you become disappointed. So how do you manage this? I'm going to cover the, the worst way that you can try to deal with this first, because this is a lot of people's natural continuation to being faced by that problem. They go, I have to be void of passion. I have to be like a monk. I have to understand that all suffering and all pain comes from desire and an excess of it. This is a completely erroneous way to live. The last thing you want to do if you have any desire or aspirations, goals, objectives that are somewhat material in nature or any desire to achieve anything whatsoever, the last thing you want to do is transition your belief system to one that favors passivity, to one that favors just passionless living and declares that it is virtuous because this is the biggest mistake you can make. It completely goes against your na nature. It's unnatural. It's not human. You are not above passion. You are not better than passion. It's not just a waste of time that you've surpassed because you've seen the truth. You're enlightened. You saw that beautiful re uh, ray or beam of light that tells you that being a monk and being void of desire is the ultimate way to live and the most virtuous way to live. That is complete untruth. The only way that you can develop a mindset that being void of passion and not wanting things fervently is virtuous or somehow a better way to live, a more worthwhile way to live. The only way that you can get that error in your mind, that living without any sort of desire or being okay with failing something and then just giving it up and giving up on desire completely as a virtue is that you've seen a failure and a shortcoming so monumental, so immense, so devastating to your soul that you allow yourself to live in this deluded reality that not wanting anything strong is virtuous and is the way of the superior being. You think that you're in touch with divinity, but in reality, you've been faced with a failure that's held the mirror into your face and forced you to see the ugliness of your attempt, the ugliness of the lack of skill or lack of congruence to your ideal individual, ideal image of yourself. It's been so gross, repulsive, disgusting, and offensive to you that you've allowed yourself to develop this erroneous mentality, that acceptance of failure and completely giving up on the pursuit of persevering that thing, completely giving up on the idea of overcoming that shortcoming is actually the best way to live. So to sum up what I just said, because I went into a longer tangent than I wanted to and sort of ranted on why you should not live like a monk unless your ultimate goal is to be a monk, is because success does not become, success does not come as a side effect of monk-like mentality. Success is not a side effect of passivity and acceptance of failure. It comes from moving towards it. 
not deciding that it's not worthwhile to chase and then you stop chasing it. Obviously, you're not going to get there. If you want to get to your target, or let's use a real world example to illustrate the absurdity of it. If you want to get to target, not your target, literally the store target, you're going to have to walk in that direction. This monk-like idea, this ideology of passivity and defeatism convinces you that the best thing to do is understand that target isn't a worthwhile goal to set for yourself and you shouldn't be trying to go towards it. So you actively stop going towards it. What happens when you stop dead in your tracks and the target stares where it is? The target's not gonna move to you and you're not moving towards the target, you stay where you are. You become stagnant, you become like a cactus and you sit there, wait, and nothing changes. And you embrace stagnance and create this false beauty of stagnance. That is what happens. So unless you want to be a monk for the sake of being a monk, do not try to be a monk for the sake of success because it did not work. Now, what is the correct way? What is the correct continuation? When the chessboard of life plays that triple X slam move that leaves you absolutely stumped, what is the best continuation? What is the counter move to developing an erroneous and unrealistic expectation that is ultimately harmful as a consequence of a fervent wish? Is it to alter your wish? Also, incorrect continuation. You are human. It is in your nature to have desires and in your nature to have passions. When you try to change your desire, especially something that's going to be natural, that's going to develop naturally, that's going to be very, very deeply rooted into you, it sprouts almost effortlessly on the fertile ground of your mind. It's going to be very, very counterproductive and difficult to yank all of those weeds from your mind. You just have to grow a bigger plant. So what do I mean by that wish that you mean or you desire to alter? You want to alter so that you can succeed. I mean the expectation that conflicts with your objective. So let's say you want to run a half marathon. That expectation that's harmful is going to be wanting it to be easy. When you think this is going to be two hours of running, I'm going to run about what? 13 miles? That's a lot. 13 miles or however long it is, two hours of running, my legs are going to hurt. You're going to want it to be nice. Hell, you're going to want it to be fucking delightful. You're going to be thinking about that run. The last thing you're going to want it to be is what it's likely going to be, which is a hellish montage of your failures and your self-deprecative thoughts playing in your head as your body collapses and just emulsifies as you continue to run. You don't want to think my lungs are going to feel like they're going to explode. They feel like they're collapsing. I'm running on my two brittle legs or however many legs you have. Your brittle legs, your shoulders are going to be heavy and picking them up is painful but letting them swoop down is also making it more difficult to run. And you're dry heaving, you're breathing very, very heavily. Maybe it's cold outside and you feel that just terrible ache in the back of your throat. That feeling that you're swallowing a fireball or the coldest ice cube ever. Everything just feels terrible. You're not gonna wanna play that in your head. That's not the attractive thing to go towards. Your mind is gonna want it to be pleasant. You're gonna want it to be nice and sunny outside and feel like you're frolicking. You don't want it to feel like some hellish internal battle where you're being thrown by the turbulent waves of your mind. 
You want to be swimming. You want to be floating on a resort in your mind and your mind to be galloping like a horse effortlessly. It's not going to happen. So if you don't alter your desire for it to be easy or pleasant, and you don't assume a monk-like mindset to try to help you persevere and overcome that difficulty, how do you remove that resistance of the erroneous expectation? Or how do you overcome it with more strength moving against it than fighting against your objective? Like how do you create a force that propels your objective stronger than it's being pushed against? You create, like I said earlier in the little plant metaphor, a plant that is stronger. So if you have those weeds in your mind that are the expectations, you have those, I want it to be easy, I want it to be pleasant, I don't want my body to be super sore, I don't want to be feeling like I'm dying and I can't breathe, I want it to be nice. What you need to want more than that, which you already have, you just need to strengthen it, is the desire to be great and excel and overcome. That desire to complete the race has to be stronger than your desire for the race to be easy. You don't want your obstacles to become more easy more than you want to be great if you desire greatness. If greatness is your true objective, and that is the biggest thing that you want, it is going to overpower your desire for ease. If you want to be the greatest tennis player ever, you want to be the absolute greatest, number one in the world, known in history books. You want it to be you. That true desire is going to completely trump the desire for your matches to be easy. You become indifferent to the level of ease or difficulty present in those matches when your desire grows strong enough for what your true goal is, which is becoming excellent. Excellence being the ultimate goal that prevails over everything is what allows you to trump that and emerge triumphant, emerge victorious, even in the face of that fervent wish for ease that has become an expectation. Now, another thing that we don't even realize, which works to our advantage, is that naturally, the more you become obsessed and desirous for greatness, excellence, being incredible, being exceptional, the less you have that expectation or even desire for ease. Because you realize that it's a package deal. Excellence comes with difficult obstacles. You cannot have one without the other. It is impossible to have an incredible uh, list of accomplishments, an incredible identity that you have sculpted and created and achieved without having difficulty increase. As your skill level increases, so does the skill level of your opponents or your obstacles if they're not human entities. If it's running and you're not trying to beat anyone in a race, the better you get at running, the better your goal is, the closer you get to that ultimate goal, the harder it is. You want to run that five-minute mile? You're going to have more difficulty running the closer you get to running that fast. It makes sense. Your resistance, your opponents, your opposition, everything that goes against you 
it increases proportionately with your skill level. The better you get, the better your difficulty gets proportionately until you've surpassed it so immensely that it can't even continue to grow. Once you become the best by miles, that thing doesn't grow with you. You just continue to get better. But there still is some sort of mental resistance because improvement and pushing towards what you were before always comes with some sort of resistance, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, etc. So completely concisely wrapping this whole philosophy up into a couple concise, straight to the point, but informative sentences. What do I have to say to you to make this philosophy applicable? Even though this is a relatively short episode, how do I make this as immediately applicable and useful to you as I can? First, completely neglect and abandon that desire for a monk-like mentality. It does not help you. Being void of passions and desires is not something that's going to help you if you want to actualize your aspirations. Of course, if that aspiration isn't to be a monk, right? That goes without saying. Second thing, do not alter your desires. This also goes against your human nature. Trying to be a monk and have achievements at the same time goes against your human nature and trying to alter what has naturally developed as an expectation or a wish goes against your human nature. What is natural? What develops without resistance? Of course, it still requires effort, but it does not have any natural resistance is desiring greatness and excellence more than ease of your endeavor. It is natural for you to desire to be a better chess player more than you desire for your chess matches to be easy if your true goal is to be an amazing chess player. If that becomes your true desire, your desire for excellence effortlessly trumps your desire for easy matches. You fall in love with difficulty. Difficulty is something that is your best friend. It's not something that works against you because you desire to be better. You desire to overcome that difficulty and you cannot overcome that difficulty without the skills necessary. And those skills do not develop without the presence of difficulty. So don't be a monk if you have any goals. Don't try to alter what you want. It's unnatural. And lean into wanting your goal to be fulfilled. Your aspiration, becoming the identity you want to embody, getting the things you want to get, and doing the things you want to do. Ultimately, that desire has to trump how badly you want things to be easier, pleasant, or delightful. Thank you.